When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. One hour down. And still, so much still to do. Still to come. A lot more talk about Nick Saban. There's only ever going to be one Nick Saban. There's no replacing him. It's about taking the team and the school in a different direction. Still a winning tradition and a winning culture to preserve. But you don't have to be Nick Saban any more than Baker Mayfield had to be Tom Brady in Tampa. Will you be compared? Of course. But wouldn't you rather be at a place that has an incredible tradition? Wouldn't you rather be at a place that has a, a a high standard? Nick Saban raised the bar, not just for Alabama football, but for college football around the country. A little bit like, say, UConn women's basketball. Right? If you want to compete, well, you better get better. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind. That's what Nick Saban did for college football. And he will be missed. We'll talk more about him. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. I know a lot of you are weighing in on our Facebook page. And is Alabama now a more popular job than any of the NFL openings? So on our show Twitter, that post is up after our CBS. You can also, as I say, weigh in on Facebook, 855 212 4227. Had a chance to sit and watch and listen to our friend Mark Ross, who's a longtime scout and player evaluator, and of course was in a front office for years in the NFL, including those New York Giants when they were winning two Super Bowls now with NFL Network as an analyst and often works game day on Sundays, which is one of my favorite shows. Uh, Mark, I'm blown away by the Wednesday, just specifically in the NFL. Even after Pete Carroll said he wanted to keep coaching, he had energy, he had joy for the journey, he's out as coach of the Seahawks. What's your reaction? That was definitely a shocker. You know, Pete Carroll, still one of the best coaches in the league. It seemed as if he had plenty of energy and plenty of want to, but, you know, I guess whatever the decision-making with with the powers that be decided, hey, they, they need to do something a little different going forward and, you know, we don't know how it is on the inside. When someone the coach is there a long time, no matter how great that the coach is, and, you know, sometimes maybe the, the players just kind of, when they're hearing the same message year after year after year, maybe that was getting lost or something. I don't want to speculate. I don't know. But all in all, definitely was a surprise. You know, to hear that. You, you hear all the rumblings about all these other coaches that weren't going to make it, but to hear Pete Carroll, that definitely was a shot. He is the most successful head coach in Seahawks history. 
helped the city earn its first Super Bowl title. They went to another Super Bowl. What made him such a successful coach, Mark? I think his energy, you know, and his relatability to players. And I looked at him the outside looking in, and I even interviewed for that the GM job there in Seattle when Schneider got it. So I interviewed with Pete, and I knew him at USC when, with scouting and whatnot. So, you know, his energy was just unmatched, and his relatability was kind of unmatched. And that's what really made him unique. You know, forget X's and O's and all that. The great coaches I've been around, players – are motivated by those guys, and they, they sense the authenticity and consistency in them. And Pete did it a different way. Like, no other coach kind of has done it. I think that really is what motivated those guys and got them to play hard for him. And, you know, outside of the organizational things and hiring great coaches as well, it was just that, man, that, that unbridled passion that he always seemed to have he could coach a water bottle and a pair of socks. It seemed as though he would get the most out of a group of players. He went through a couple of different rebuild iterations there with the Seahawks, uh, the most recently being post-Russell Wilson. And even with Geno Smith and with a group of guys that most people wrote off, they still made the playoffs last year as a wild card. Always seemed like he could maximize the talent that he had on his roster. Yeah, no doubt, and that's what you want to want as a coach. You want coaches who are going to take what they've got and, and maximize it, as you said, and not coaches who, you know, want the world and then complain about it too and don't want to coach anybody up. And, yeah, you definitely, as you said, you know, his history of success, it's there. It's clear, and this really cemented these last couple years kind of. They're right in the mix there this year. I, I was shocked that they didn't make it. I thought they were going to make it in, but, you know, the Geno injury threw them off a little bit. But, yeah, his, his success now, his last few years, has really cemented his greatness. We're so excited to have Mark Ross back on the show with us from NFL Network, a guy who spent years in front offices in the league and also in player evaluation. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Mark, we were asking our listeners on the last show to rank them, so to speak, the most attractive jobs from, say, a coaching standpoint. Now we've got seven openings. Which of these head coaching gigs do you believe are most attractive? I've got to go with... It, number one, the Chargers, just because you got you got the quarterback. You know, everybody's trying to get a quarterback. There's only a handful under ten walking around the face of the earth that you can say <laughs> these this guy is going to be the guy for us, and we can build around him. So, you know, every off season, if you don't have one, that's the goal to get one. So, you know, I know they've got other issues there, but if you got that guy, that's that's really the start, and that's really where you want to you want to be so that you can just build around him. And then you know, I think the Washington situation is very intriguing for those teams that don't have one, just because you've got a high enough draft pick that you should be able to get one if they're the right one. Who knows if any of these guys are going to be the ones, but at least you're picking that high to, to make it the right one, and you've got a ton of cap space, and you've got a new owner who wants to do things the right way and, and wants to make his mark, and I'm sure will put everything together to make it successful. So, you know, those kind of are the pillars that you want. High draft pick, a lot of free agency money, and an owner that <laughs> believes in you and gives you a chance. I mean, that's it, it, outside of not having Justin Herbert, that, that one really I'd, I'd take. It seems as though you're talking about a situation that's completely opposite of what the Panthers have, where the owner has made some dubious decisions, right? They gave away their top draft pick, which they would be selecting number one overall. Uh, What is your reaction to what we saw in Carolina this year? 
Yeah, I was really shocked. I had high hopes coming into that situation for Bryce where I thought that they did have a nice foundation for him. Whenever you got a quarterback, a young quarterback that you're trying to start out, you want to have a nice foundation on the field and off the field. And I really thought they had that with the coaching staff and with some veteran players that they surrounded him with. But it really just all fell apart quick where it just seemed as if there was not a lack of uh, competency in the coaching staff, shockingly, despite a bunch of guys. And then all those players that they had sort of fell apart, you know, and did not live up to what they thought they would be. And, you know, really it was just kind of Bryce, go do it. And <laughs> it was it was a bad situation for him. And I know he's going to take a lot, of a, bl- a lot of blame. And when you're the first pick of the draft and you're a franchise guy, of course he will. But, I mean, he really had no chance from the start. And it looked bad there and it just kept getting worse. And I believe in Bryce. I believed in him coming out. I thought he was going to be a really good player in the league, and I think he still can be. Showed some flashes. And, you know, I'm just encouraged by the young man, you know, the whole thing with the size. You know, he made it through after taking a beating the whole year with that bad offensive line that he made it through unscathed and relatively injury-free. But also, you know, mentally, you know, I think he'll bounce back. You know, that this won't crush him. What happened to him this season won't crush him, and he'll bounce back. But, a lot of work to be done there in Carolina. They need a lot of players and, you know, with an owner who's shown that he has zero patience. So, yes, that is sort of the opposite <laughs> of what you want and what's going on in Washington. From your scouting brain, why did it work so well in Houston for C.J. Stroud? And the flip side, I was, I was in Carolina and, and uh, Houston for training camp with the network and covering right. those, both of those teams. And I, I really had more high hopes for the Panthers than I did for the Texans because when you looked at their roster, like they don't have much here. And, you know, first-time head coach in D'Amico Ryan, how would he adjust? Even though I thought he would – I really loved him as a coordinator and thought he was a home run higher as a head coach. But I just looked at that roster and said, that, you know, they don't have much. And with C.J., the big thing was, you know, how quickly he would adapt and adjust to it because, you know, at Ohio State, you know, for 11 games there or, you know, two years, you saw a good C.J. Stroud, and it was like, okay, you know, there's some things here that you know, he really doesn't do great. And then he played that Georgia game, the last game he played, and he absolutely looked like a star, you know, a superstar <laughs> in that Georgia game, if you remember that. But, the, you know, the, the quandary was, okay, are we going to get that C.J. Stroud or the kind of the, the 95% C.J. Stroud coming into the NFL? Well, he was at Georgia game C.J. Stroud where – Everything to him right from the start, he just looked like he's been playing for five years, confident, poised, big-time playmaker, and he raised the level of everybody else on that in that organization, not just on the offense, but in the organization and gave everybody confidence. And it started game after game after game. It just kept happening. It wasn't a first-game fluke. And they didn't, they didn't go conservative with him. It, it wasn't run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, throw some play-action passes. It was wide open right from the start with C.J., so he has really just crushed it in that aspect of he has stepped in and mentally, physically, confidence-wise, has played as if he's been playing in the league forever, and it's going to continue. He got hurt this year and had a little bit of downstretch, and then he bounced right back and looked like an absolute superstar. And when you look at you count quarterbacks around the league, and you'd say, how many more guys would you take over C.J. Stroud? You might not get it off of one hand. So it's, it's really <laughs> been amazing 
how quickly he's adapted and adjusted and became such a big-time playmaker. Mm, what a story there in the AFC South with D'Amico and CJ and a young crew. Mark Ross is with us from NFL Network. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. The number one pick now belongs to Chicago. So the Bears decide to keep their head coach and Matt Eberflus. What direction would you go? Yeah, I think when you have a player of uh, Caleb Williams, that, of his talent, that you have to, you got to go there. You, you got to restart and reset and, and I was I like Justin. I've always liked Justin Fields, and but it's been, you know, really just he's shown flashes of a playmaker with the legs. Mostly, just hasn't really developed as a as a passer like he needs to, and the consistency with certain things. So when you've got that number one pick, you got to go with a guy like Caleb Williams. Now, if it was another year where there's some question marks about the talent and the quality of whatever quarterbacks was coming out, then you say, all right, let's keep Justin and. He's trying to build around him, take a Marvin Harrison Jr. or trade out of there, get more picks to to help Justin. But where they're sitting, I think they've got to do that, and they've got a bunch more picks. Uh, so you know, keep building around you know Caleb from there. Mm. And yeah, yeah, and it's just yeah, I thought there'd be a total reset. You know, it's it's with Eberflus and uh, even Ryan Poles. Yeah, I thought maybe start over, but because they they made some questionable decisions in that Chicago team, I just didn't have a lot of confidence in them throughout the season about, about the way they played. But Justin's up in the air. Do you keep them? Do you, do, you, do you trade them? There's a lot of questions with Chicago, not just what to do with the first pick, but what to do to Justin. And they're really fascinating to see how they're going to attack this offseason. Do you think there are other teams who will line up or be interested at the very least in Justin if he's offered as trade? Oh, without a doubt. You know, as I mentioned, Amy, there's not many guys around the earth walking that uh, you know are top ten caliber quarterback play. Well, Justin Fields, there's not many people that can do what he does either. Right. And I think some other teams will be intrigued by that and and say, you know what, if we do this with him or do that or have certain uh, a certain system to maximize what he does, I think that there will 100% be a market for Justin Fields and what he's shown. Mark Ross is with us from NFL Network as we head into supersized wildcard weekend. Some really cool reunions as we go into this first weekend of the playoffs. And the NFL is actually putting Dolphins Chiefs on Peacock Network. That's <laughs> exclusively on Saturday at 8 o'clock Eastern time, which is interesting. I know a lot of fans reacting to that, though it certainly seems to be the new wave of sports, Mark. But I'd love to ask you about momentum going into the playoffs. The Dolphins continue to lose guys to injuries. The Eagles have not played well. They're kind of backing into the playoffs after their hot start. How much does it matter when you get to this point, how you played in, say, the last month of the season? You know, each situation is different when you talk about momentum. I mean, when you get decimated by injuries, that's a different story than momentum. You know, when you got no pass rushers left, you're talking about, right. you're talking about you know, Miami. And that's different than, okay, our pass rushers just aren't playing very well right now. The Eagles, you know, they got a lot of issues that's messing up their momentum. Oh, there might be some things in the locker room that are questionable. So there's certain things, I think, that play into that. Of course, you sort of want to say you're playing well, but, you know, our 2007 year, Eli threw five picks against the Vikings, you know, two games before the season was over. It's like, <laughs> man, we, we aren't going anywhere. And we end up winning the Super Bowl. So we didn't have the best momentum going on then. But so you never know how that's going to play out. Now, of course, you kind of want to be peaking at the right time. But, you know, if you're looking at a team like the Eagles and, all right, you know, this is a new season. We can go down and beat Tampa. And you go down and beat Tampa and 
you get a whole new set of confidence and say, you know, we're that team that was at 11-1, and one, and we can still do it. Miami's a different story just because, again, the injuries, and they've shown to be seriously flawed with their offense and with Tua and his capabilities and lack of playmaking. You know, they're kind of a different story and then going into a terrible situation to go play in minus five degrees against the ah. defending chance and Patrick Mahomes. You know, that's just set up for them to get crushed. So, But, yes, ideally – you want to be playing well. You want to be healthy going into the playoffs. What's a matchup that you think will be really competitive based on where the teams are right now? You know, that Browns-Texans game, That to me, that's just a toss-up right there of what's going to happen. The Browns are favored. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty surprised wow. that they're favored. And we talked about C.J. Stroud, and I, I think that could go either way. Are we going to see the Joe Flacco that has been on the five-game hot streak or – the Joe Flacco over the last couple of years that was sitting on a, in his on his couch, you know, before the Browns <laughs> signed him. So you just you know, I keep waiting for the wheels to fall off of him, but he just keeps exceeding expectations. And you know, the the young Texans like another step. All right, who cares? Right, playoffs. We we've ex- over exceeded expectations already. Won the division. All right, let's go. We're going to go crush that. So you know, I think that one will be really tight and really competitive. That Rams Lions game. You talk about reunions, of course, with Stafford going back to Detroit, and, you know, the Rams could very easily win that game. I, I could see them going in there winning that game, especially since everybody talks about Stafford, but that coaching staff for the Rams, they know Jared Goff, and they got rid of him for a reason. So here it is, a team, a coaching staff that got rid of their quarterback <laughs> going to play him, so they right. know more than anybody his strengths and weaknesses, what he can do and what he cannot do. And Raheem Morris has got to be sitting there with Sean McVay, and they're cooking up <laughs> stuff to say he can do this and he cannot do this, you know, outside of the film that they just see anyway. And really, I, I, it wouldn't shock me if they go in there and that, that Lions offense struggles just because of the familiarity that Jared, uh, that uh, Sean McVay has with Jared Goff. So, you know, to me, those two are the really, really close competitive games. Uh, the other one's slight favorites, but um, – you know, the Packers, I would love to see them upset and the, the run that they've been on with Jordan Love because I've always loved him, but that might be a little bit of a tall task going into Dallas. And I think the Eagles will go down to Tampa and go win that. You know, as I mentioned, you know, I just think they'll, they'll right the ship against the Tampa team, to me, who is not great. Right, offensively, they've really scuffled along. Mark, before I let you go, you were part of two Super Bowl champions with the New York Giants. What does it feel like at this point? You're on the cusp of a playoff weekend. You've got everything you want in front of you, right? The regular season's behind. What are the emotions? You're just, everyone's just excited, and everyone is just focused, and you're trying to get, eliminate all distractions and you want everybody to be all in and it's just it's just a really fun feeling especially if you start winning a couple games but you know I think for different teams there's different emotions so I say that and you know everyone knows me with the Giants and winning two Super Bowls I started with the Eagles way back in 98 and when we drafted McNabb and you know, we be, we started becoming good, and right. we made the playoffs. And we made the playoffs. You know, after being three and thirteen and six and ten, and then making the playoffs, and that was the Super Bowl. You know, just making the playoffs. It was amazing. That was the <laughs> mentality that this is awesome. We made the playoffs, and then you lose. You're like, okay, what's next? And then the next year, making the playoffs isn't isn't good enough. All right, where do we go from here? And then you make the NFC Championship game, and you you know, each year you want to take a step and have that mentality of getting better. So for different teams getting in the playoffs now this year, 
you know, their mentality is different. A team like Houston might be, yo, we're just happy to be here. This is amazing. The playoffs, we made the playoffs. And that's kind of the feeling around everybody in the building. Whereas KC is just like, yep, okay, when's the Super Bowl? When's the date? What, you know, what do we need to do to get there? And they're not phased by being in the playoffs. It's all about winning the Super Bowl again. So, you know, all these teams that are in it right now kind of have different feelings and mentality of where they are as an organization and the goals. Of course, they're all going to say they're trying to get to the Super Bowl, but you know, certain teams have been there, done that. They know they can do it, and their their goals are a lot higher than a team that's just this is amazing just to be here. But you know, overall, you better be all locked in with with everybody in that organization to have a chance. You can find Mark on Twitter at Mark Ross and Mark with a C on NFL Network. Always enjoy listening to your insights on Sundays uh, during games, and now we head into Wild Card Weekend. Thank you so much, Mark. We'll talk to you soon. My, my pleasure, Amy. Take care. And again, that Saturday night game between Dolphins and Chiefs in which the weather is the big star right now or could be the big star. That game exclusively on Peacock Network. First ever playoff game to be streamed. And people ask me why. Oh, I think it's pretty obvious why. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I have a pretty good relationship with Ryan and you know, the guys upstairs, but you know, at the end of the day, this is a business, so uh, you know, they have to make the tough decisions. And you know, my job is just to go out there and play my best, but um, you know, it would mean a lot just to you know, get that confirmation from them and uh, just really send a message that they trust me to uh, you know, lead this team and you know, be the quarterback for the day. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Justin Fields is still standing, and right now he's still standing in Chicago. But will that be the case moving forward? Ryan Poles keeping Matt Eberflus, but letting go 
a myriad of coaches off his staff, including the offensive coordinator, which means Justin Fields will be working with someone new. What, his third OC in four years or third system in four years should he remain there in Chicago. But with the overall number one pick, you just heard our talent scout and player evaluator, NFL Network analyst Mark Ross say, you don't pass up on Caleb Williams. You don't pass up on this generational talent, even if you do have Justin Fields. Now, Justin is still under his rookie contract, which means he's not making the going rate for veteran quarterbacks. He's still relatively cheap. And obviously, even if they draft Caleb number one overall, Caleb would be on a rookie contract and also not making $50 million per year, the going rate for quarterbacks. But would you keep them both? Would you want to throw Caleb or one of the other young stud QBs coming out of college into the fire right away? Or maybe, just maybe, you know, this seems unlikely to me, but Ryan Poles was asked whether that number one pick is up for grabs. I'm wide open to anything. So if someone wants to call me with an idea, that's fine. I'm I'm open to it. All right. Interesting. Now, coming up on the back half of this hour, following the update, We'll get to our first installment of QB News wildcard weekend style. And Micah Parsons changes his pick for MVP again. <laughs> he cracks me up. Also, he's pretty upset at himself for not meeting his stated goal for sacks this season. He fell short. A preview for the Packers game as well. Yeah, we'll go hot and heavy with wild card weekend preview come this time tomorrow. But at this point, we're still sifting through what was one heck of a day. A litter, the floor is littered with news. A.J. McCarron played for Nick Saban in Alabama. And he was one of the ones that I saw make comments. I'm sure there were many. There were plenty of people who are weighing in on social but this is radio and it's more fun if we can hear it and so AJ McCarron uh, giving you his reaction to Nick Saban's retirement that's ahead as well good stuff it's so funny because we get through a week like this and it feels as though we've worked our arses off it's just non-stop and the games haven't even started yet just need to just go home and rest Oh, that's a great idea. Thank you, Micah. Marco Belletti is here in studio. Are you tired? I'm tired. And all I did was follow the news earlier today. I didn't see either one of them coming today. No. I mean, we we kind of knew Nick Saban was somewhat close. I didn't think it was going to be this year necessarily. Mm-hmm. The Pete Carroll one surprised me. Me too. I, I didn't think it was. And I also, I will say this, side note. This is back-to-back days. Vrabel and Pete Carroll. What happened to Black Monday in the NFL? Why are we dragging this to two and three and four days later? Meetings. I think meetings with the coaches. Yeah, that's making me think that ownership doesn't know what they want to do. The longer it takes, the more it's like, well, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Usually it was Black Monday because you knew what you were doing. In the case of Pete, though, it sounds like... 
the ownership, the Allen family and John Schneider, they knew they wanted to part ways with him because he lobbied to remain the coach and they ultimately said no. But I think as a courtesy to Pete, you have this conversation first and you speak to him and you talk to him about an advisory role. And I think, again, in the case of Pete, we haven't heard this from any of the other coaches. He gets this interview where he can address the media and you've got players there and you've got team employees there. So I think it was done as a courtesy to Pete that you let him speak on his way out. Yeah, no, the speaking, yes. And and I guess it's nice that he gets to make his case, but if you know there's no chance, I mean, I almost feel like it's somewhat disrespectful that you're going to have him sit there and grovel and beg for a job that he's had for 14 years, that he's done such a good job for you, that he's asked now grovel to say, can I keep it? And you keep saying, well, keep making the case, but no, we really don't. Like, at some point, you just, Pete, I appreciate it. Stop. Like, I I, I don't, I, I know what you're going to say before you say it. I know we are moving in another direction. The more you talk, it doesn't matter. We've already made up our minds. I mean, be terrible. He'd be I, really convincing. I get it. I, I I feel bad for him. Like I just I can't imagine he's sitting there and trying to fight for a job that he's had forever that he's done such a good job with. And the ownership has already said like, well, we're aren't we moving on. How long did this meeting take? I, I feel know. like this should have been a five minute thing. No, we didn't really get that those details. And the statement and and also Pete declined to give any real details. You know what this is, producer Jay? It's a complete crap. <laughs> Did you did you hear the rant yes. from the Toronto Raptors head coach? It's we, a complete crap. <laughs> it's my new favorite drop. I've got so many, though. I got to tell you, there's a lot. We're going to do a Hall of Flame induction on our show tomorrow because we've got some good ones. What are we talking about? How are we going to supposed to play? Yeah, Darko had a... Where's the part about the BS? He's going to get fined heavily for this one. It's a complete crap. (laughs) It's a complete crap. (laughs) I was telling my hubs about this, and we walked around the house this evening saying, it's a complete crap. (laughs) And so he was heated, he was hot. It was a fun three minutes. Uh, He's going to get... I mean, that's going to be a major fine... He attacked everybody. Why do we even bother showing up? Just give him the win. Like, <laughs> and what, what's happening over here? The only thing I will say it's is, yes, um, uh, I was with him for a lot of it. Scotty Barnes is going to be the face of the of the NBA. Did I miss something? Scotty Barnes is going to be all star. He's going to be the face of this league. Yeah. <laughs> it's hey. a complete crap. <laughs> I don't want to stop you. You're hot and you're on a roll. You but, need eh. to have a coach who believes eh. in you. Eh. <laughs> There's also a part of there about BS too. Just it's fantastic. He he lost his mind. It was so great. And that's why it's almost like you know he's on a roll. Let him go. But it, I mean, Scotty Barnes, a nice player. Scotty Barnes, crap. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> the way he come yells on. it is the best. Crap. Crap. He emphasizes crap. At least he didn't have to be bleeped out. Mm-hmm. Like some coaches. Made my life easier. Yes. Yes. Complete crap. <laughs> I love how he enunciates it too. Complete crap. I like that he thanked the reporter right from the start. <laughs> if you get the beginning of that botch, I don't know. Do you have that? The, the, the reporter asked him, like, did you see the free throws? Uh, thank you. That's the first thing out of his mouth. He thanks the reporter for going that direction. He was waiting for it. He was waiting for the open. I appreciate it. Maybe that. he slipped him some money out of the table. Well, what did you- thank you, Doug. See? <laughs> I mean, he was waiting for it. I don't know who Doug is, but he didn't even get the words out of his mouth. Thank you, Doug.
That's good. No, it's going to be a Hall of Flame candidate along with, who do we else do we have recently? Jason Kidd from the NBA. Now, he had to be bleeped out. And then, uh, okay. and then, Mar, uh, let's, right, Brennan Staley lately, or not actually, I guess not that lately. This is pre me getting married because he got fired right before I got married. Mm. Uh, and then, from so, uh, Mike Vrabel. Oh, gosh, two fired coaches. If we choose to go Mike Grable or maybe Travis Kelsey or Jim Harbaugh about the chickens. But the chickens didn't need to be bleeped out. That's the thing. If we're going to go all rants for Hall of Flame, maybe we go all rants where guys are losing their minds. Low maintenance and high production. Yes. The chickens. The chickens. I remember the chickens. The chickens. Yes. 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 Big fan of chickens. Mm. I like kind of like the fact. Yeah. yeah, I kind of like the fact that chickens can be outside in their coop, and you don't have to walk them and pick up their poop. Uh, because it's a right, complete crap. <laughs> yeah, because right. right now it's complete crap with my two dogs, our two dogs, and I thought it was a lot to deal with two pets and their schedules, two older pets. But now throw a puppy into the mix, and it is just a lot. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot. They're just uh, we're learning. We're learning. Puppies or something. Puppies. Yeah, I told him. Now, he feels the same way about me having Sugar, who's my cat, because he is not a cat guy, or wasn't until Sugar adopted him. Mm-hmm. But I never wanted a puppy. You are the only way that I would ever have a puppy. Oh, puppies are awesome. They're, no, they they're, are. I mean, they're, they're just they're, so much work. Yeah, but they're cool. And she's crazy. Yeah. Daisy's crazy. Oh, I yeah. love puppies. <laughs> my, It'll take about three years. Oh, t- uh, a little less. Oh, great. A little less. That's awesome. <laughs> on, on, crap. It's a complete, it's a complete crap. I love how, just the enunciation. Complete crap. It's a complete crap. <laughs> Jay keeps mouthing it every time he says it. <laughs> All right, then. After Hours with Amy Lawrence on Facebook, is Alabama instantly more attractive than the NFL head coaching jobs? I'm going to miss Nick Saban, but I am suspecting we will hear him in a broadcast booth near you or on a set near you. He's pretty good at media. You are listening to the Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it tossed? Oh, my goodness, it's tossed. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown, L.A. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep for Chase in the end zone. Oh, He's yeah. got it. Yes. Touchdown. Yes. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mahomes fires for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Kansas City. And off to Eckler again. No, Herbert keeps it. End zone. Touchdown. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. QB News reunion style. QB News wild card weekend style. That's how we roll. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, yeah, we all want to hear about Jared Goff and the Rams, Matthew Stafford and the Lions, right? Because they got traded straight up for each other. And here they are about to clash on the same field in the same wild card game. So is there extra motivation, Jared Goff, to beat the team that unceremoniously dumped you, even though you were part of a Super Bowl appearance with them? Obviously, there's a personal connection there, and um, they're not just for me, but for a lot of our players and, and, and some of theirs as well. But um, no, I think, you know, I so badly want to win a game for this city and win a playoff game for this city that hasn't had one in so long. We had a home playoff game for the first time in so long, and um, that's so much more important than. Um, Anything personally for me, I want to be a part of this win and uh, do my job the best of my ability. I love, love, love that Jared Goff has found some redemption and some vindication with the Lions, and they will host the Rams Sunday night. That will be an 8 o'clock Eastern time start, a 5 o'clock L.A. time start. And Jared Goff tries to clear the air. He admits that he has a chip on his shoulder, but no bad blood with Sean McVay. Sean and I are good. He's, I think he's a great coach. I think he's, uh, you know, obviously we had our differences there at the end, but um, he's a great coach. He's done a lot of great things, and, you know, he's a guy that uh, taught me a lot. Matthew Stafford, of course, spent a decade with the Lions and did appear at a couple of playoff games with them, but didn't win a Super Bowl until he went to L.A. He's one of the best quarterbacks ever to wear a Lions uniform, so what kind of a reception will he get at Ford Field? I'm not expecting anything, to be honest with you. I was, I was asked this question um, a couple times, you know, just by friends and family, and I, I think the biggest thing for me is just go experience whatever that experience is going to be. I understand, um, you know, what the people of Detroit and what the city of Detroit meant to me in my time and my career, what they meant to my family. Um, I hope they feel that back, but at the same time, I'm not a stranger to the situation and understanding that I'm the bad guy coming to town. You know, I'm <laughs> on the other team, and, uh, you know, I, I, they don't, they don't want success for me. So whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, I'm going to go experience it, play the game. Once the ball snap, man, let's go. Uh, let's go two f- good football teams, go compete and see what happens. 
Yeah, strange place for Matthew Stafford to be, and he understands the angst of Lions fans. First home playoff game in 30 years, one playoff win since the 50s, and he can actually extend that futility if he's successful with L.A. Ugh. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Green Bay at Dallas. Mike McCarthy with the team that he wants to lead to a Super Bowl against the team with whom he won a Super Bowl. Jordan Love going where Aaron Rodgers could not go last year with the Packers, but it's going to be a tough challenge in Dallas. They're a really good team, um, really good defense. So definitely one of the best defenses we've seen all year. Um, But, I mean, yeah, like you said, going back to the Kansas City game, Detroit, I mean, those are two games we played really good defense as well. So um, just having that mindset, we got to play our best ball. Um, And obviously going to the playoffs, the mindset, you know, um, you know, the the room for – Errors, you know, shrinks. You know, we got to be able to take advantage of every play, execute every play, um, and be able to play at a high level going against them because um, they do a really good job. Micah Parsons and the Dallas Cowboys will be waiting for Jordan Love on his podcast, The Edge with Micah Parsons. He believes that Jordan will pose a problem. I've been praising Jordan Love all season. He had one of the best debuts of uh as a Packer quarterback and you know Packer history uh obviously 41 over 4100 yards 32 touchdowns 11 interceptions and yes I said Jordan is a friend of mine but we are not friends on Sunday this is going <laughs> to be a great matchup more with Micah as we head through the second half of the show he's changed his mind on MVP again Baker Mayfield of the Buccaneers hosting the NFC champion Eagles on Monday night and this is also an opportunity for redemption with Baker and the Bucks as they win the NFC South. We were really trying to find ourselves at that point in the season, trying to figure out who we were going to be, especially offensively. And, uh, yeah, I think we've kind of realized what we're good at, you know, the bread and butter for us. And also they've, they've changed on defense. They've had some injuries, a different play caller now for them as well. Matt Patricia's calling it. So got to handle it, got to prepare. Uh, and so luckily we have four games where he's been calling the games. And so we got to, you know, key into that and what's his uh, what's his go-to. and But, yeah, we're, we're just different uh, in the sense that we've been more foundationally better within the run game, knowing what we're good at scheme-wise, and uh, just got to get the passing game back going again. Yeah, these two teams are not the same as they were in week three when they met in the regular season, and the Buccaneers lost by 14 points at home. Uh, Matt Patricia, de facto defensive coordinator for the Eagles, he praises Baker. Uh- one thing that sticks out right away, and I, I got to start with this, is just, you know, how strong he is. He's really, um, I think he's number two uh, when you look at it in, in forced missed tackles. Um, you just can't get him down, and I think that's where he extends plays, and he can get his eyes back downfield, and he's got, obviously, um, you know, between Mike and Godwin and, and some of the other guys he has out there, he's got speed. You know, they have speed on the field, and they have, uh, you know, an issue downfield if you don't have those guys handled. And some guys you can just put the ball up to, and they're going to go make plays. That's the Monday night game. And so in the NFC, those are your three matchups coming up during this first supersized playoff weekend. So we'll have an AFC doubleheader on Saturday, and then we'll go right into the third AFC matchup on Sunday to start the triple header. That's interesting, right? Three AFC matchups begin the playoffs. Three right in a row. And then it's the three NFC. But considering the storylines, the drama, Green Bay at Dallas, Los Angeles at Detroit, and then, of course, 
The Eagles, who have dropped five of their last six at Tampa Bay. I can understand why they backload NFC. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.